next weekend, it's going to be so nice, like 60, 65, like that. We could sit outside on the porch. No, the lockdown. Oh. A, a lockdown is when you say the fuck inside, not the fuck out. <laughs> what? You know what a lockdown is when you say the fuck inside? We could sit outside on the porch. A lock, the lockdown is when you stay the fuck inside, <laughs> not the fuck outside. Damn. Is so this like baby Tony Soprano? What's going like on? June? The fucking lockdown. You gotta stay the fuck inside. I love this kid. Not the fuck outside. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you hear the news? A lockdown. Is that when you say the fuck outside? <laughs> it should be the outdown. Not the lockdown. <laughs> He's wise beyond his ears. Lockdown inside. The fuck inside. Not the fuck going out to parties in the casino. <laughs> Listen, that kid is wise beyond his years, and uh, he makes so much sense. But damn, those are some terrible parents there. <laughs> what is he going to be on the Jakey Town podcast? Number one, number two. Yeah, his mom didn't even react to every time. Where is stay the fucking side, mom? You fucking cunt. <laughs> and give that kid a job, you know, doing whatever he wants, man. Look, he ain't wrong, man. Like people are partying out there, so yeah, that's that's not the lockdown. The lockdown is stay the fucking side. He's right. Unless you're gonna go shopping, then you go go yeah, ahead and go. Yeah, outside. yeah. He's he's right on so many levels, and I love the level of frustration in his voice because that's so on point with the level of my frustration. As well, because people just don't stay the fuck in. A lot of people are just proceeding to live their life like there is there is no COVID. And Mux, is there COVID? Uh, no. No, nope, we'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, How you guys doing, woo, fellas? Uh, you know, uh, I'm good. Yeah. And um, hey, I got a little confession, and I want to get your opinion on. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. But. I ran out of deodorant, and Cassie, my wife, had some, and I rolled that thing on my armpits, both of them, <laughs> and uh, I've been using it ever since, and they're the first time I used it, I was at work, and I was like, oh my god, where, where's that pleasant smell coming from? And I couldn't, I couldn't like really pinpoint it. I'm like, dude, because my studio at work is just, it's just a normal studio, and it, it's a little stinky, actually. Um, so I couldn't pinpoint it. I checked the trash and, you know, I was going under my uh, little desk that I had there. And then... By the way, Muggs, Omar's the only one in that studio and it smells. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's a little stinky in there. That might be a personal problem. <laughs> but then, then, I could, then I caught a whiff, a little, a, little, uh, a little waff of my pit. And it was so pleasant that I think I'm not going to switch back. I think I'm going to go secret all the time. Which style is it? Is it like sport or is it like shower fresh oh, or douche friendly? No, it was or some like vaginal friendly. scent. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I don't like, know. It, I don't know what kind of uh, wait, 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 scent vaginal scent for your deodorant, Dave. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it could all match the females. I don't know, man. No, I, I, I fucking I don't wear chick deodorant. I believe if I, if I recall, I don't, I don't I don't remember really reading it, but it's something like fresh scent something as generic like that it was like a fresh yeah. scent however it's not like rain mist or no. laundry fresh no but she had uh two of them there and then 
One of them, it's hard to describe where you, you click it at the bottom, some gel pops up at the very top. I don't, I don't like that. So I just like the white roll-ons kind of stuff, you know? And, I, and the, dude, I think I'm going to, you know, just keep buying secret because it's something to do with my body pH or something, I think, right? Your and, pH balance? Yeah, my yeah. pH balance. And I think for that- a woman. Maybe I have lady <laughs> pH, guys. <laughs> but I think I smell really, I smell lovely, guys. I got to be honest with you. Maybe this is why like uh, mechanics and like air conditioning people try to keep ripping you off, dude, because you smell like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude that might be it oh okay I'm, I'm, I'm quitting I'm quitting secret dude I'm quitting secret okay yeah. you talk yeah. me out of it Dave I'm done I'm done with yeah. lady deodorant what about yeah. you David uh, uh, David wow yeah, very uh, formal today <laughs> it's yeah. all that it's all that lady deodorant it's affecting my brain too like this <laughs> hey do you guys take any vitamins or, or like you know supplements or any of that I used yes. to I used to yes it's not anymore not I do uh, especially since uh, contracting the COVID I've actually ramped what? up my intake of daily vitamins what, what do you take what do you take mugs I take a uh, just a one a day multi it's got everything in it everything you need um, and I take a fish oil and I take a supplement for uh, hair growth and fingernail growth well, you know, since since uh, the lockdown, I've been taking a lot more like immunity and, and stuff like that. And, well, and you've been the, like eating and chomping on garlic. I eat garlic oh, every day. So gross. Yeah. I love so it. That's now good. I found these gummies called Ollie gummies and they have it for everything, a, a gummy for everything. Right. It's from like, you know, daily energy, uh, immunity, uh, you know, biotin for your hair and nails, what? your skin. So and they're fucking tasty. Right. I love them. And I, I'm a, almost addicted to them. But they also have <laughs> sleep. Oh, they have nice. sleep gummies. And I don't have issues going to sleep. I but do. I started taking these gummies and it, it's like two a night. Right. One, it's a cool little like late night snack that right before bed. And I <laughs> love gummies. So so I eat them. But they contain melatonin and they have like normal immunity sleep and then extra strength sleep. And I have been getting the best sleep. It ever. works. Look, I'm not saying it, it immediately works for me. Right. But my sleep, like once I fall asleep, I feel so good. And I sleep for like six hours and I feel ready to go when I wake up. And this doesn't but have any of effect. the CBD stuff, right? It's just... No, no, no. This is all melatonin. Wow. Right? Okay. And it's it's only like three milligrams of melatonin too. And there's one that I, that I take that, that's five milligrams. And that one's way heavier. Wow. And I get into a deeper sleep and it's fun to fight. Like it makes you go to sleep. And that one, I'm fighting it. I'm like, ooh, and I feel like high a little bit. So so but, what what is this called? Because I'm interested in go picking this up. It's Ollie's, uh, so Ollie's sleep. Ollie, O-L-L-Y. O-L-L-Y, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and dude, at Target, go to Target. They have like, you'll see all of them. But on the sleep ones, there's a little side effect to it. What's they it? give me the craziest fucking dreams. Oh, like, no way. intense. Is it like ambient? Intense. I don't, it's not that strong, right? Okay. Because I'm not like walking or do, doing anything, sleepwalking, right. at least I know of, right? But these dreams are so intense and so real. And the other night, I dreamt that I had COVID. Oh, right? no. It came into my mind that I had COVID. I started sweating. I started freaking out and like, you know, coughing in the dream and, and getting all the symptoms that, that that everybody has been getting, you know, no taste. I can't smell. And it felt so real. I even woke up and went in a panic and I was shaking and going, holy crap. And then I was like, all right, I'm all right. Cool. The dream's over. Whatever. I go back to sleep. 
picks right up. I'm like, Whoa. you motherfucker. Whoa. So when it picked right up, did you know it was a dream by that point? Or did you think it was real? It, again? it, it felt real. Like I knew I was in a dream, but yeah. I, it felt real. Like everything felt wow. real. Yeah. And, and I don't weird. know like how many other people have been in, in had these type of dreams and I'm sure it could be for anything, but man, mugs, if, if it is anything like my dream, I don't want it. That's crazy. That sounds like you took maybe a little too many Ollie's uh, night night pills or whatever. Look, it might have been like ten in, ten in a row, ten days in a row. So, but I don't think yet. that's a side effect of melatonin. Melatonin is pretty weak. I mean, I don't that's know. That's what I've heard, Dave. That's why I'm surprised it works so good for you. But I know that when you find something that works, hey, you go for it. Remember when I found uh, the weed pen? And uh, yeah. and then that very week where I started, all the announcements of everybody like <laughs> yeah. like you know getting in all kinds of crazy ass things, infections in their lungs, and people dying yeah. came out. So I I still have the freaking pens like downstairs somewhere, man. Like half of it yeah. just unused. Well, oh, try these and let me know what, how they affect you. I will. I will. So that sounded terrible. But how about you, man? How are you doing post COVID? Well, um, let's see. Uh, I got it about almost a month ago exactly today, um, and. I feel like COVID is out of my body, you know, like the, the, the symptoms are gone, but my body as, as a whole unit is not really operating on full, full steam. I feel like just walking up the stairs. I feel it in my chest mainly, um, over the weekend, it, I, I was kind of concerned because I was feeling like a little tightness in my chest and. I called the doctor. I'm like, yeah, I had COVID three weeks ago. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I've been reading a lot about what it can do to you post And, I, and, having I'm, and I'm feeling the same like I did six months ago. Is that supposed <laughs> to be? <laughs> That's crazy. You, you, you've read those, right? Omar, like, people were like, yeah, I had COVID five months ago and I still don't feel right. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, oh, yeah. my God. So I've been, ex- <clears throat> I've been experiencing a little, sh- not, not shortness of breath per se, because I could take deep breaths in, but... My chest just does not feel like it's 100%. Um, so I called the doctor and she said, well, it's still too early to tell because you had it only three weeks ago. So just monitor it. Make sure, you know, it doesn't, if it gets worse, obviously call us. But if it's getting better, which it has, the tightness is kind of letting up, but I still kind of feel, mm. um, but if it gets worse, call. Um, but like, you know, six months from now, I haven't had a physical in about maybe almost a year and a half, two years. So I'm due. I'm going to get everything checked. I'm going to get lung scans. I'm going to get blood tests. I'm going to get uh, what, whatever the test is to look at your heart. Because the the, the shit that they're, that, that they're saying COVID does to your body, I really can kind of feel like wow. how – like you can kind of hear it right now every time – like. I have to take a breath in, like, after every five words. It's insane. I got to be honest with you, Muggs. I don't think I remember the last time you were this energetic on the podcast, dude. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, dude. I love, I love, I love post-COVID Muggs. Like, I think, I think this is the turn we needed, Muggs. Like, now post-COVID Muggs, you're all energetic and you're all, you know, talking and you're, like, engaging, you know? You're, like, right there. That's awesome. I'm just happy to be alive, really. I mean, Well, Muggs, I saw these headlines and I thought of you man um this one <laughs> comes straight from the white house covid 19 complications lead to leg amputation for white house security director holy crap so i i saw that too dave and 
and you know, it's a lot of cra- like obviously this is this this virus is only a year old. We don't. I mean, they hopefully the vaccine is good, but they still kind of don't know the long term effects. But I read that stuff. And then I have to do deductive reasoning, meaning like, okay, well, that guy had his leg amputated because he was probably laid up for a month or more in a in a ICU bed or at home, and he, he the blood is not getting proper, uh, it's not you know the blood flow to his legs. He's not working out. He's not moving. The circulatory system kind of like drops off. So. I was I was only laid up really for two days in bed where I didn't move, but I still you know during quarantine I I laid in bed and just watched TV and I felt like my legs the next two weeks I felt like they were like they were struggling I still like I got a knee pain that I kind of never really had before so yeah. what COVID does to your body man it really it it doesn't just affect your you know your your nate your your head or whatever it, it it attacks your every it attacks your circulatory system uh your nervous system it's 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 wild well maybe this one this headline will make you feel better oh. right, san francisco see. woman who will have fingers amputated after nearly dying from covid see that <laughs> none of these headlines are, are really making me feel great dave well maybe hearing from a doctor will make you feel better because, oh, great. you know, Dr. Mo, who a lot of people know from the Kevin and Bean show, who yeah, who's a homo in from time to time. <laughs> what? It's in his name. He's, I mean, that's his Mo. name, right? Homo. That's his, that's his, it's Mo for short. <laughs> Howard, no? Howard I, Mo. Is, 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 yeah, no, it is it's, not. It's, it's not. not. Are you sure? Anyway. I'm pretty sure, dude. Anyway, homo. Anyway, we, just call him, we just call him Mo. <laughs> do I have that? Do I have that wrong? <laughs> I think on. you do. Oh man! Okay. Yeah, you might be a little off on that one. Stuff. Okay. Stuff here, yeah, Omar. but anyway, so he are just we, gave. Are we mugs? <laughs> we are. He, okay. he just gave a speech, mugs, and this is going to make you feel a lot better. Oh, I, about okay. the effects of COVID, the after complications, and how it could lead to more amputations of different body parts. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so that's someone God. you know talking about this same topic. So, um, if you get a body part amputated, do you think? You know, which one, what would you want it to be? Like your ear or like a finger, your my dick? nose. I, yeah. I could get rid of my nose. No, it's no, no, too no. It, it's got, it's got to be, it's got to be like a, a body part and then like, like a finger. And then we could call you beer stub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got beer stub in the house. Check your tent. Check. Hit the ground. Check. We can get the janky pop and that's a sound. Check, check. We make your frown. Check. Go upside down. It's getting janky. We the greatest pound for pound. What up, Muggs? What up, Dave? What up, O? What up, James? What up, Muggs? What up, Dave? What up, O? What up, James? It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. It's getting janky. I love it when we jank around. Janky! That's right. My name is DJ Omar Khan. Welcome to Janky Town. This is episode number 16. You can always reach us on the Jank line, 855-Janky69. Or if you want to email us, we love the interaction. Our email address is jankytown69 at gmail.com. That's uh, Dave the King of Mexico over there. And say hi What's to up? Beer Stub. <laughs> hi. It has a ring to it. <laughs> Beer Stub. It has a ring to it. Right? But hey, real quick. Yeah. In all seriousness, Dave, though, the, everything that Dr. Mo was talking about, not, not to harp on this. Uh, 
those are severe. Th- those were the patients that were laid up in hospital for months, right? I mean, those weren't people with mild symptoms, right? Look, man, I didn't read the article or <laughs> research. I just saw what he what the title of it was. Okay. You got to ask him, dude. Give yeah, him I gotta, a call. I'm going to hit him up because now yeah. my anxiety level is through the roof. All I heard Thanks was, lot, oh, this is going to be great for mugs. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dave. You really know how to quell my panic attacks. I appreciate it. All right, keep Look, it keep, I know keep you're down. going through anxiety right now, so I thought I would just like give you some comic relief. Like during an episode where where I was where I was uh, recovering, I hear uh, you know uh, Omar talking about I heard uh, COVID could take ten years off your life, yeah. and then I hear Dave go Yeah, and you can get blood brain uh, blood clots in your head. And Listen, I'm like, oh, dude, all true, God. all true Jesus. stuff. But if you get amputated mugs, beer stub, no worries, beer stub. <laughs> Not and really. We could play your old song, Omar. My hump, my hump, my hump. No, my, <laughs> my stump, my stump, my stump, my stump, my stump. Amputee. Look, look. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I'm not a doctor. But I'm, I'm banking. I'm banking on the fact that those those amputations happen in severe cases of COVID patients. Hey, you don't know, well, man. Mugs. On the brighter side, for real. If, if there's one thing I know is chicks dig scars. So the scar on your knee where you get amputated is going to be dope, dude. Oh, and maybe you could use it to, like, you know, rub up against stuff and, like, you know. Uh-huh. Hey, oh, hey, stub, hey. In all serious note, not not to bring this podcast Lick my stub. down. Not to bring this Uh-oh, podcast here down. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here right. Did you guys yeah. see the video? And I don't know what college it was, but... um some NCAA basketball star like went up later went up for a dunk ran back up the court oh. they called a timeout and he just straight up collapsed I right on the face this. I didn't see it but yeah, I heard it's from about Florida. it yeah, that from Florida that yeah. is scary as shit now I don't exert myself like he does but if I did I don't want that and he had COVID I mean he had COVID a month or two months prior and they're saying, like, he literally, he must have just, his body just lost all the oxygen, and he just, boom, and now he's in hey, a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, hey, hey, yo. Yeah. Um, this podcast was a lot more fun when the mugs were <laughs> Look, you guys. I found that interesting. Yeah, we were all having fun in games. Like, it's all about mugs, and he's talking about hey. more people, like, almost, like, collapsing and yeah. shit like that. You Leave. shouldn't have brought up all those articles, because now my head, is, my, my anxiety is running rampant, and my head is in the wrong place, and it's going to be like this, I think, all podcast. Oh, God damn it. You got a fly on your head. Hey, that, okay, that, that lights up a little. That helps me out. Thank you. I'm better now. All right. I'm better. Green, 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 green. Hey, guys, you know what time it is? I'm not going to die time. Hey, you know what? For once, Muggs, you are 100% correct. It's, <laughs> you're not going to die time, but it's also sponsor time. This time around, we're talking about PrintChino.com. Our friend over there, Robert, has been amazing. He's been working with us for a couple of months now, and he's delivered on so many different promises, and he's given us stuff that we weren't even expecting. And Dave Beermug and I have received our Jankster shirts and our Janky Town mugs, and I got to be honest with you they are pretty legit so dave tell them how you could get our merch from robert from print chino just go to janky.town the website and right up top there's a green bar that takes you directly to the the website to purchase and you can get either the mug or the shirt you guys printchino.com not only does merchandise they really have it all covered if you need car decals sticker signs uh, we mentioned our janky town t-shirts and uh, mugs they also do graphic design for all your digital social media needs. Check them out at MM Print Chino on social. Fuck. Check them out at M. 
Check him out at MM Princino on social media. MMP Chino. Fuck. Check him out at MMP Chino on social media. I uh, just Instagram and Facebook. Check him out at MMP Chino on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to leave all that in if that's okay with you. Yes. <laughs> make, yes. sh- make sure you mention the podcast, Janky Town, and you'll receive a <laughs> discount of 10.69%. Um, on any purchase, and by the way, uh, Muggs, did you see those uh, That's Not Brown Rice stickers? I did, and when do I get mine? Yeah, we're, we're going to hook you up, and uh, if Open you... Open up that box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the five boxes <laughs> yeah. I have in the corner of my front door? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have them right there at your house right now. Um, but Janky Town, yeah, if you guys want to visit his uh, his store, he's in Chino, 13641 Central Avenue Suite O in Chino, California, 91710. He will be uh, gladly to... <laughs> he'll be glad... <laughs> He'll be glad to hook you up. Man, it really does just go off the rails when we cut the spots, doesn't it, guys? But yeah, he's been amazing, and he's done a lot for us, so we're so down with Printchino.com. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. They design, print, and promote you. Yeah, go visit our man, or uh, hit up his website. Robert's Robert's the best, and uh, he does have a little side hustle that we really wanted to mention. Uh, he makes these uh, custom shirts and custom mugs. You could hit him up on Instagram, LNR Creation Store. That's on Instagram. You find them there, and they'll link to their Etsy shop. Once again, that's LNR Creation Store on Instagram. You find them on Instagram, and that'll link to their Etsy shop. If you're looking for a unique gift this holiday season for like a Dodger fan or somebody who has a, a, a doggy or a kitty that they really love, they can put that on a mug for you. They have a lot of cool Dodger gear, uh, so make sure you do Robert a solid. And if you have anybody like that in your life that you can get a gift for show him some love because then you'll be showing the podcast some love so yeah that's uh, robert from printchino.com all right guys uh last week we were able to tape an interview with the great adam ray and uh things were a little crazy how did you guys feel about the, about the interview well adam uh, is like a one-man show I mean, yeah he could literally we could have walked away from our microphones and yeah. he could have held the entire janky town podcast episode on his shoulders no absolutely well, he's a professional podcaster but with uh, about last night and uh you know he's a comedian so of course he's gonna bust our balls and omar he had he had it out for you he did he had it out for me and it was crazy <laughs> and it's so funny because he literally tore me apart several times throughout the podcast <laughs> so I know like Geometric Bananas and Kelly and Rachel you guys are all gonna get a kick uh, because Adam just like unleashes on me for sure and um, yeah you know and I love Adam I, I listened to his his new record on the day of the interview I'm a huge fan of the About Last Night podcast and uh, yeah I just find him terrific and I love following him on on socials, you know, he's at Adam Ray Comedy because he does a bunch of creative stuff on there. And like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So I was kind of disappointed. Like, you know, at the end, I was like, oh, I don't know. if Adam... <laughs> I mean, he was totally being funny. But man, at the time, some of those really they, they stung. They stung. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it was it was he was hard to wrangle at certain points. His volume level was out of control because I'm not sure what was going on on his end. But uh, I think overall, it was a it was a success and it was very funny. And uh, you you obviously you guys know him because he's performed at Kevin and Bean April Foolishness. Dave, how many do you think he did? He did two, and once he even closed and killed it, man. It was He's awesome. Yeah, so all you janksters out there, I hope you guys enjoy our interview with Adam Ray. All right. Check, 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 check. Oh, Ooh. I think this is going to work now. Check, 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 oh, check. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. How's oh, that, baby? Yeah. It is awesome. Oh, great. Tits. Great. Tits. 
Tits. We don't talk like that, mugs. Oh, yeah, sorry. we do. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. How yeah, you doing, Adam? Good. I'm doing great. Yeah. Great, man. Just figuring out life. That was very. Uh, that was very reminiscent of just this whole. This whole pandemic, man. This is crazy, man. It's fine. I mean, you can't even go to the cheesecake factory without <laughs> worrying about some guy uh, fingering your mouth. Are we going already? <laughs> uh, no, but it's uh, yeah. I the amount of conversations I've had with people that are just so. It reminds me of when I. By the way, are we going? Yeah. No. I mean, if we want to start, you want to start, though. We roll. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, rolling. Start. I don't want to waste yeah, yeah, any we're fucking rolling. stories on just. <laughs> yeah. get, I'm catching up with you guys. Record it all, baby. Oh man, Adam Ray. Hello. Are we still good? Are we still good? Uh, yeah, yeah we're still let's good. do it. Yeah. All right. All right. So you were saying about the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> oh boy. By the way, uh, Johnny, you and I couldn't mo- look more like the before and after for a uh, <laughs> for for. Uh, and by the way, I'm not too far after the before, uh, but but we just look very much like you're the guy who's like, I'm going to Subway. And I'm like, I've been going for two weeks. Um, so it looks true. like Beer Mug came back from the future to say, hey, Adam, don't travel or, or give you a message. Don't travel, man. Hey, room service. There's actually a lot higher caloric value to uh, to to spaghetti bolognese at the Tropicana than one would think. I gotta take a picture. I gotta take a picture yeah. of this. This is, yeah. that is very screen true. grabbing mugs. Oh, that's funny. Um, but what I was saying about the Cheesecake Factory, because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to miss out on that gold nugget, but what I was saying is the amount of conversations <laughs> I've been having that are very just like, you know, redundant as far as people are running out of, I think it's a, it's, it's half and half of people running out of, uh, you know, a desire to like be positive and then also people just run, like you know it is just a thing of the times to be like man it's just it's crazy crazy times we're living in we're just hey, we hope, yeah, open just, the uh just hoping that vaccine it. comes sooner than yeah just get, hey, can't even <laughs> haven't seen my parents in eight years you're like well the pandemic's only been happening for a year yeah but i hate them i haven't seen them for seven before that They're, they've been dead to me for years but but um it's like when I used to work at Albertsons and I was a grocery store uh, uh, cashier and people would come through and you're, you know, your job is to obviously scan the items, keep, uh, keep things moving at a, at a friendly rate and, and just be, you know, Albertsons is your store. They want you to come through, feel like it's, uh, you know, it's a very Olive Garden type mentality. Like, you know, the, a lot of regulars, you know, it's got a, it's cheers meets the Olive Garden at Albertsons. And, um, and uh, but I was so bad because I'd always... You know, before I was comfortable with my own skin to be able to mix it up, um, you know, like we're doing now, I'd go, I use the weather a lot. So it was just like people come through and, and I'm just like, man, crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy weather. Huh? And they're just like, yeah, man, just raining for the fifth day in a row. I, you know, and I'm just, uh, you know, it's just crazy. I can't, you know, I can't buy enough umbrellas. And I'm like, yeah, true that, man. I, Hopefully the sun comes out tomorrow, and, and then the guy would be like, yeah, well, if it does, you know, that'd be, hey, it wouldn't be too crazy. That's how weather works. And I'm like, that's how weather works. That's, you're exactly right. Do you have a gun that we can share? Maybe I'll put it through my mouth, and it can just go into yours. One bullet, uh, save it. Yeah, and then sometimes I would start pulling from food. And this is one of my first bits I used to do, uh, and I, without doing it, but, uh, but people would come through, and I just, I'd try to pull from their items to derive small talk, so it'd be uh-huh. like a, be like chapstick. Oh, hey, why you got to keep those lips 
hydrated. It's getting pretty uh, nippy out there. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Toaster strudels. Good for you. I'm more of a Pop-Tarts guy, but hey, game recognizes game. Good on you. Still going to be tasty on the way in. And oh, wait- shit. Anal beads. I didn't know we sold those. What aisle are those on? Is that next to the peanut butter? It's got to be, right? A little something for you, a little something for the dog. It's a twofer. All right. Paper oh. or plastic for you. <laughs> would, would you ever get the, the customer that just look at you like with dead eyes? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't want to do any small talk. You know, I just want to get through my line. Want to get my groceries yes. and just fucking bail. Yes. And I feel like that's you, Omar. And I've seen a lot of Omars through the years. <laughs> Guys that just come through on a mission with a six pack of Coors and, yeah. a, and a pack of Trojan uh, extra smalls. And they, and they are just looking to make somebody's night or destroy a marriage and yeah. and yeah you just try to look at them and just smile you read the room it's just right. like any sort of social ex, uh exercise you just like if the person's if you're like how you doing today they're like mine you're like fucking fuck me uh, okay. i'm sorry for even <laughs> looking in your direction dude i'm only fucking the you know like i could clearly i have a coupon booklet here and if you're a little bit nice i might scan something that could make these bananas just split in half on price. But if you give me a little bit of tood, like, hey, man, I might I might fucking, you know, hold up the line. Oh, I, I, there's no price tag on this. Let me call somebody down. And then and then they get it. And then maybe it's a, a, a bagger that I'm in cahoots with. And I go, hey, can you go check the price on these? And then he takes that item back to the store and then just disappears. And then that guy is so held up for time that he's like, fuck it, man. I'll go without the honey bunches of votes. And you're like, sorry, man. I don't know where he is. But also, fuck you for giving me any sort of tood at the beginning of this exchange. Oh, <laughs> but did it ever work for the ladies? Like, did you reach for her ex lax and she was embarrassed about it and you guys both reached for it and then you touched hands in that magical moment and then you look each other's eyes and you're like, yo, nice X lax. Yeah. And you're like, like, yo, you shit, like, you go, you go hard. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, when you're done emptying out everything in your body tonight, hit me up. I can stuff it back in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. I'm 17. I'm 17. You and can go all night. In this part of the country, that's... <laughs> that's okay yeah no there there were i definitely got hit on by some some milfs you know i was because when i first started bagging groceries there i was uh, uh 16 and so and when i would get real tan in the summer um yeah i i mean i some some old gals thought i was cuban um and uh but it was you know and also you know fuck you're just out there you're pushing carts you're wearing those short khaki slacks that and this is in uh, seattle right like were yeah, this is North, uh, North Seattle Shoreline, uh, Lake Forest. Oh, uh, did you just turn something down, Adam? You just went away. Did I really? Yeah. Hello? Okay, Hello? You're, well, you're back yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that must have been it's tough growing up in in the, the dark. In the hood? Know, yeah, dude. In the, in the Pacific Northwest where it's always gloomy, which I would love that, but most people you don't. You love that? Okay, I love so that shit, love... dude. Oh, wow. So you f- do you feel like you grew up in the wrong part of the country? Uh, I guess, but you know, a Mexican in the Pacific Northwest probably wouldn't work out. Um, yeah. But, we don't but every you know, big, every I time I went up there, I've always missed rain, and like it would like give me like a, just a little tease. And, and once I went to go visit Bean, and and it was like on the end of the forty days of rain, and I was so excited. And then of course, it fucking just dries up, and sun comes out. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't come up here for fucking sun. I want to see the darkness. Give me the darkness. Give me the rain. I- Dude, I love that about you. Look at just fucking just Grinch table for one. You know what, though? (laughs) Having a little bit of that like gloominess does. It's why we produce such great musical talent, basketball players, because when you got a comedy, you know, just the indoor activities thrive. 
in the Northwest. And um, yeah, I don't, I didn't know anything uh, different growing up in it. So it's like, you know, getting down here in LA, I was like, dude, shorts every day, you know? And um, that was some of the first conversations I'd have with my mom. She'd be like, what's the weather like? Same bullshit. Even grocery store <laughs> uh, cashier and then mom combos after two years of living somewhere, same shit. Just running running out of stuff. She's like, is it still hot as fuck? I'm like, it's 85, baby. She's like, you going to wear shorts today? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, let me know if you do. I'm like, what? Nope, not doing that. Why would you ask me that? And uh, there is something to be said about the comedy that uh, developed in Seattle because, again, the indoor uh, fight or flight, I want to stay active. I want to create stuff. I'm bored. Like, It's also why people, you know, developed huge drug problems but like freshman year of high school my buddies and i started making a lot of home movies and yeah and yeah man we made i wish i could find but also probably glad some of them don't ever show their faces but like we made this christmas special one year me and two buddies and uh it was i was playing santa and we had all these my buddies uh sister and brothers um figurines and one scene where i was addressing all of the elves and they had all these mini trolls and He-Man and G.I. Joe's and we had them all sitting up and I I popped up on the table and they had them all sitting like this and I popped up I was like elves I was like we got a big meeting and we just cut individually to all the different guys and dubbed over their voices <laughs> and at one point I looked at one point we panned over and we had one of the butt naked trolls we put a bunch of whipped cream <laughs> on his ass and I go, I go, troll. I go, God damn it. And then it pans back to G.I. Joe. I go, G.I. Joe. I go, quit butt fucking troll during our morning meetings. <laughs> and uh and then we had like a whole the the scene that followed was like the GI Joe and the troll like talking about their relationship and how they oh my God. you know they can't be working at the toy shop like the, you know it's a whole that sounds amazing you know, first foray into voiceover <laughs> and the editing is so broken and bad but um but yeah that type of um just needing to uh not be bored uh I think can create some uh some oh, I'll get it what nice the hell? doorbell dude <laughs> yeah. what's going on dude, you order can I be pizza? honest <laughs> no that yeah that doorbell definitely sounded like it was coming from a guy who cut a hole in the box <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I'm here like that was a little now. too porny of a ding dong <laughs> welcome back to welcome back to porny ding dongs yeah if that yeah. guy if that guy could have just said what <laughs> what Johnny just said ding dong what if he just now what if he just did that and didn't ring the doorbell would you would your dog would your dog still have barked uh yes she barks at anybody that that comes near the door any doorbell impressionist yeah. is that what you're trying to say any, any doorbell impressionist adam and any jew so we we don't want to go over there oh wow all right take it easy after or no before you're before no you're he's before. after he's definitely oh, yeah, you're after yeah, yeah, that's he's right. after he's yeah, definitely yeah, 10 right. years in the future after. adam <laughs> yeah what did you see what's uh what's uh well, is did mash come back on the air <laughs> no mash didn't but uh so, I could see your voice and hear your smell is a new show on Fox. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? Not too far from the actual reality of the situation. I'm telling you. They are milking King Jong's tits. Uh, every ounce of hosting out of those Asian nipples, which, by the way, he's, he's so fucking likable, man. I mean, yeah. the handful of shows I've gotten to do with him, the best. Like, he... Like I, we were at the Laugh Factory one night, and he's about. I, I think I got off stage. He was going up next, and I get down, and and he was just like, he goes, he goes, it's all right, man. He goes, you get him next time, and you know, I had a, a pretty pretty fun set, and I go, 
And I just jump right in with him, and I go, I go, I go, fuck, man. I go, that, this crowd's bullshit. He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, you know what? And he stands up, he looks, and he goes, they are fucking bullshit. He goes, these guys are animals. I go, I go, let's kill them all. He goes, let's do it. He goes, I got a van out back. And then we just started like making up this whole scene about taking out the audience because they were bullshit. And he literally is like getting introduced. And then he just goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to, if it doesn't go well, you wait right here. And he just goes up on stage. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, that guy's a cool, he just rolls with anything. And I think that's, uh, but that type of a show, I can. What did you? What is it? I can smell. I can. I can. Smell I, can you. I can see your voice and hear your smell. Yeah, yeah. How about I can shave your back and trim your pubes? <laughs> <laughs> Ding oh, dong. Wow. We don't. We Ding don't have dong. enough time for a beer mug. You know, it's like <laughs> he's got a like, lot of. That's like uh, two seasons there. <laughs> I mean, we are we are sponsored by Manscaped, so we could work something out. <laughs> Who's got the hairiest back here? I do. Oh, definitely, Marks. Sure. Uh, you know what, dude? At my older age, I, I might be in competition now. I noticed it the other day. I never really noticed my back hair, and then I was like, "Hey, that's um, that's some hair on my shoulder. What the fuck is oh, that?" Oh no! And too now, I, I, it's too much for me. And now I'm I'm really debating, like, yo, do I just get someone to wax that shit, or do I just let it go? Like, you know? I think you wax right. Like, I don't know, John. What? what uh, well, I would. Do you mind wax- if I call you Johnny, or do you? Is that like breaking the fourth wall? No, Johnny's good. Uh, Jonathan. Johnny Beer Mug. Yeah, Johnny K. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, when I saw you know you at the Ghostbusters um, yeah. uh, premiere when I was shit faced, I think right after you, I think I talked about this on Kevin and Bean right after yeah. we got. Uh, I think that was the last time I probably. No, no, drank? we had Kevin and Bean shows, but that was the last time I drank, it should have been <laughs> shit faced on a red carpet, and a six year old girl asked you to do the Slimer voice. And you slur the Slimer voice? <laughs> what? Oh, man. I mean, Love I was just it. like, she was like, what does Slimer sound like? I was like, here's Slimer finding out. And by the way, I did this like clear. The I put the video up on my Instagram a, a couple, um, about a month ago. But I like kind of looked into the camera. That dead eye look where like my old roommate, Sean uh, Flanagan, fuck it, I'll say his name. He used to get so <laughs> drunk, like he would sleep on the stairs and I'd be like, hey man, you were sleeping on the stairs maybe it's time to pull it together and he's like, oh just because I'm sleeping on the stairs, I'm drunk and I'm like, yeah, because you're not a cat but he would always get this scent of a woman Al Pacino, like, when you get so fucked up where you're just kind of like you know, like just like looking right like looking right past you but like, like, like here, like, like he'd start to look at you and then just go like just kind of look just to the side and so, uh and so I kind of had that look on the carpet, and the girl was like, do the Slimer voice. And I was like, here's Slimer overdrawing his account at the ATM. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of your Instagram, Adam, uh, for all the janksters out there, if you haven't That's seen um, Adam Ray's Instagram, it's at Adam Ray Comedy. You have some of the funniest deep fakes I've ever seen. Um, oh, thanks, bro. Your Robert Downey Jr. is, if I didn't know it was a deep fake, I would think that was the real RDJ. And they're all hilarious. And well, my thing favorite- is, there's a lot of people on Instagram that don't even have Instagram, so I have to post content for people to find out where I am because I don't have TikTok, I don't have Twitter. I do have Twitter, I just don't post a lot on it, but I do have movies coming out. It's just you know, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV. There's so many streaming services now. I'm actually posting a new film. It's a short film. It's on uh, Pornhub's sister site. Uh, it's not, it's, so basically you take RedTube, and Disney Plus and and butt fuck them together and that's basically the site that's basically the site that our short film is going to be on and not short like it's a tiny dick movie it's actually a, about a guy with a big cock but can you say cock on this podcast yeah. either way it's a healthy wiener with a lot of veins it's called six veins one cup amazing yeah that guy that guy is um, so I did his 
ADR for like three movies, right? Really? I got into, I got into the ADR game in like 2011. I What's ADR? ADR, um, boy, he is a Mexican. Uh, ADR <laughs> is... Um, that's, that's don't don't cancel me. ADR is when the audio is fucked up on the um, the film or the show, and a lot of times the people who did the lines will go back and re-record stuff. Or if there's a scene like in the heat, that was my first time I did it. Right there's in the scene where Sandra Bullock is trying to dance with me and 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 bug my phone. There was a lot of lines that they would. Uh, we they had us add in during because it was real chaotic and there was a bunch of overhead shots where you couldn't see our faces. So Paul had me like you know uh, add in a bunch of jokey lines and um, and so for for movies that people are uh, the stars in and they're maybe working a lot they can't do it uh, like like Robert Downey Jr. They hire people that sound like him to come in and do lines to either change a little line or add a line if he's off camera and he says something or or the audio was bad. Oh shit. First, so I did it for due date and uh, and the judge and a couple other ones and then and then I did like eight Bruce Willis movies and wow. um, and uh, that was uh, and that was cool. They said that Bruce just um, <clears throat> one of the directors of one of the movies goes. I was like, how come Bruce isn't doing? I just I'm thankful that I keep getting these gigs, but uh, he's like, yeah, Bruce will do a line, and if it's too soft, and we'll be like, hey, Bruce, let's get one more. It's a little quiet. He'll be like, we got it. Moving on, you know. So, uh, Did you happen to do so, cop out? You know, let the Jew do it, you know. Uh, so, uh, uh, ding dong, you know. And so uh, and so uh, I didn't do cop. Oh wait, what is it called? Cop out, the Kevin Smith one. No, is that Bruce Willis? Wait, yeah. are you thinking yeah. the one with Tracy Morgan and yeah. Bruce Willis? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I, so, so like GI Joe. Directed by John Chu, uh, who's the fucking dude. I wish I had gotten his email. You know, I'm I'm pretty good at you know keeping in touch and getting, you know, especially for the sake of the podcast. You know, when when you know still doing it, uh, about last night, but when Brad and I were doing it, and and I've just always booked it. Brad, you know, pulled some some gems for us every now and then, but <clears throat> I got good about you know when I had dinner with Susan Sarandon and Mike McDonald, getting her info so that I could at some point hit her up about the podcast. Like so. Um, so with uh, John Chu, what the fuck, John Chu? <laughs> uh, sorry, man. I just got these. I'm gonna give them a little plug. These uh, cannabis infused drinks called Can. Yeah, dude. They just sent me a box because I hit them up and I'm like, guys, I drank like five of these yesterday and I forgot math. And these guys, <laughs> not that. It, and it's. I was just buzzed enough to where it was like, oh, Handsmaid's Tale is like actually not that weird, you know? It it's uh, kind of happy. Oh, yeah, my God. No, that show is fucked up. Yeah. Yes, it is. Getting two, we're on season three, and we had to take a break because we were both just like getting real irritable, and I was like, why the fuck are we so affected? And and she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe just because we watched like six different gang rape scenes <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. So... uh so anyway, so so Chu, I, I should ask him to do the podcast, but he was like, yeah, he gave me all these insights to 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 be be dubs and um, but yeah, that uh, the deep fake shit, it's you know, it's a fun little extra thing to try to churn out some bullshit to be putting yeah. stuff out, stand up clips, that podcast stuff. Um, I've been really digging uh, some of these like back and forth scene uh, videos that I'll do on on TikTok and then put them on the gram. You seem uh, like a guy that just like you know, your idea pops into your head and you have to get it out right away. Is that kind of like you know that comes from your like sketch comedy days? Yeah, Omar. Next time, write the question down before you just say it off the top of your head. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if we could all just take a moment to acknowledge 
the stammering. <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, dude. No, it's uh, it comes from the sketch, the sketch notes for sure. I mean, I, you know, yeah, all the home video stuff like I was talking about earlier in Seattle, like, and then you know when I graduated. Uh, even when I was at SC, I, I had a little camera and I was getting boys from my acting class to go shoot, you know, stupid videos here and there. I had a radio show my uh, senior year at SC. I lied my way in. They wanted you to like intern for like two years. And uh, and I just bullshitted my way in and they gave me a show midnight to 2 a.m. on Sunday night. Ideal time slot. Wow. So I would host it as this uh, British guy named uh, Niles Barnfather. And I'd just be like, this guy that was like fish out of water. I'd play my favorite songs. You'd hear, you know, Father of Mine by Everclear. Into that was your favorite song? Fly. Really? Let me finish my goddamn sentence, Dave. Uh, some of my favorite songs from the past. But yes, I currently rub it out. To Everclear, <laughs> um, but uh, but no. So like, I just a very eclectic. It'd be Billy Ocean's Caribbean Queen, Tupac's Changes. I was just all over the place. But I had people, and it was on the internet, so my buddies in Seattle could listen up in uh, in in Washington, and then uh, in a few stations here in LA. Got a lot of good traction on it, and then uh, I wouldn't screen calls though. There was a wall that said, "Don't say these words." I wouldn't screen calls. Drunk frat guys would call in, and be like, "Yeah, man, my." My girlfriend's being a fucking bitch. What do I do? And I, was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, first of all, you know, don't use that type of language on the show. I think the preferred word is, and then I would say the C word. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then literally the next day I get an email from the um, people. They're like, you got to come in. They're like, dude, your show's done. And I'm oh, like, no. What? Like, you don't even screen the call. You said every word you're not supposed to say. But a good five, five week run. And um, nice. so that was cool. But um, that's but, awesome. Uh, but yeah, so always trying to do character stuff like that. Right. When YouTube came out uh, post-college, I, I really uh, did a full-court press with trying to put up sketches and videos. was fortunate enough to meet a couple uh, kids from film school that were down to, to do a lot of stuff consistently. Because, you know, <clears throat> Beck, Bennett, Nick Rutherford, Kyle Mooney from Good Neighbor, uh, you know, Beck and Kyle on SNL now, uh, uh, great dudes yeah. um, good buds they had a really cool model of the three guy group and I wanted that so I was in classes the groundlings and UCB and I couldn't find people that would just commit weekly to doing shit so like you know fuck it I'm gonna do it on my own I'm gonna write produce it then just bring in all my funny buddies young comics sketch people whatever from class uh, kids from acting class kids from SC and uh, and did it that way and I learned a lot more from it I think from from wearing all the hats and uh, and then having guys that really upped the quality with sound and the lights and these you know they were film uh, kids so they really made some of the videos uh, just really look dope and uh, we, I think we put out some really cool things and then obviously that's just why I was so jacked uh, jacked up to, to do Mad TV uh, even though the CW <clears throat> fucked it up um, but, yeah, how, uh, long, how long was that uh, how long was that run Adam I mean it wasn't you did it for what dude, one season a before season they, man it should yeah. have been a minimum eight seasons you're bringing yeah. back a, uh, a a sketch show that legit institution you got SNL you got kids in the hall you got uh, fucking um uh, uh, the guys, uh, fucking Dave Thomas and Moranis. What was their um? Oh, uh, uh, in- um, oh boy, oh boy. Is that yeah. the, the Canadian I mean, you one? I'm talking about Canadian something guys. TV. Yeah, something yeah. TV, right? Um, uh, do you have any sort of a fact checker on the show? Somebody <laughs> no, the that can after, pull up Google. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. The anyway, after, anyway, down, bro. After Adam Ray's not going to get it because my brain cells are done. You know, yeah, that, all Ray, good. Ray but Moranis. anyway, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of um, you know, Matt TV definitely has its you know cachet and um. 
and and being reputable for pushing the envelope. So I was just so fired up because I'm like, man, SNL is the only show, sketch show on right now. They're not on. We were premiering in July. Everything was cast up by like end of May. So everything got, you know, sped up real fast. And um, as far as casting and writing and getting things in motion. But our first table read was, oh, man. I was just talking with Aries Spears yesterday about this and um, uh, about because he gave me his first real honest take on the whole thing. And we t- got into it because I'm just like I've been very candid about that experience, how great it was on many levels, but how disappointed I was in a lot of things that just especially on the CW's part. It shouldn't have been there. Even David Salzman, who uh, created the show, you know, knows that it was the wrong spot for it. I mean, people didn't even know it was on the air. But I had friends wow. hit me up months later being like, can't wait for for Mad TV. I was like, yeah, it already it aired like eight months ago. And they're like, oh. Uh, all right, well, can't wait to, can't wait for your son's birthday. I was like, yeah, he's he's 50, man. He's, he's in Iraq. Like, he's, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, well. All right, well, hey, 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 hey! It's crazy right now. Huh? This pandemic. All right, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off. But, um, but uh, there was just so many things that got in the way. SMP standards and practices, just, just nitpicking and and pulling, making comedy decisions and 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 chopping down sketches and and looking at ideas that were that were funny and edgy and topical and treating them as just super offensive. We can't do that. Very timid and scared to do what the original Mad TV did, which was push the envelope and do things that SNL uh, wasn't doing and even more so now. I mean, it's been... I don't know if it was Bill Hader on Stern. Somebody was talking about how Lauren, yeah, was very like, yeah, man, like we got all these advertisers, this and that. We can't be the show that we was, uh, were, uh, or want to be because of the time and and that's right. why they fire writers when they have one fucking weird tweet about baron trump i mean they're just on it wow. so i was like oh dude what a golden opportunity to really make a splash and um and that first table read was just awesome and i was literally i'll never forget because i just went home being you know first of all i cried when i got the gig because it was so many auditions and i just been grinding and so it was something and it was something i wanted so bad and i was sketched i just wanted to be a part of hey mom you gotta something be quiet. That, yeah, What's mom, that? be quiet. <laughs> wait, 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 real quick. What the hell is mom much doing? Were you yelling at? Were you yelling at? A, your kid. B, your ferret. C, your side chick. Or D, the pizza guy who just came to Dave's house and realized he was at the wrong house, so he came to the original horny ding dong home. What's going on with you guys? That was Mama Mugs. Adam, I was yelling. My roommate. Are you living with mom right now? I am. I am. Dude, uh, this is a true glimpse into the future. <laughs> oh, because, hey, man, things don't take a turn for the better. I'm heading home. <laughs> to quote Daughtry. Wait, now what does Daughtry say? I'm going home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home, yeah. Daughtry, man, quick Daughtry story. Uh, we played, uh, <laughs> by the way, drink five if you're playing the uh, quick Daughtry story drinking game at home. Um, uh, yeah, he he was on. I think he was on Brad and I's team in the Celebrity All Star Game in Charlotte two years ago, and uh, but he dipped out halfway through because he had to go perform uh, as at one of the events um, for the uh, All Star Weekend. But but I remember uh, seeing him in the locker room, and I was like, "You are small." And, uh, wow. uh, he, like you got a big set of pipes in that tiny little frame, and uh, and he just was so. But I I'd actually seen him way back when at the Laugh Factory. Um, one of the first times I got to perform on a show when when Dane uh, Cook just owned 
the Sunset Strip, that chunk with the factory, and was on top of the world and made yeah. that club huge and was biggest thing uh, in stand-up comedy. And Daughtry, all these guys. And Daughtry, I think, had just come off American Idol, and he was there. And I remember, you know, I, fuck, I saw Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey there. I saw fucking, you know, Biebs. I saw Usher and fucking, you know, and then Daughtry. I, and he'd just come off Idol. And this is when singing competition shows... Still, really, I mean, you see Ruben stuttered at a Quiznos, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> the stars are just like us, you know? <laughs> they also get double meat and double cookie. <laughs> Speaking of that All-Star game, do you still give Hassan Minaj shit for not passing the ball to Ray Allen at yes. the end of the game? Yes. You're like, dude, gave- sorry about your uh, Patriot show getting canceled, but you should have passed the ball. But, hey, man, karma's a bitch. Send me some shoes. Um, Hassan has his own shoes. Fuck, man. He's Really? I mean, yeah, dude. Look at his gram. He's, there's a handful of uh, buddies, and I didn't make the cut, that got uh, boxed, that got the... He partnered with a pretty fancy brand, it looked like, but they were custom-made. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know how it happened. I mean, look, he's very famous now and very funny and very... Locked into what he does and his brand, and I mean, dude, I thought he crushed the correspondence dinner, um, but uh, but the game, he, you know, what he told me after he goes, I played the year before and and I passed a lot, and I didn't realize that everyone's out for for themselves. I was like, yeah, dude, just look at the way Quavo was shooting in warmups. Not only did the guy not even look at me or shake my hand when I said, yo, what up? Like he came into the locker room like an hour and a half late. With a lot of swag and a lot of fucking, uh, you know, bling. And I have a great picture, by the way, of Brad uh, walking right up to him and being like, hey, let me hold that for you. And because he, t- he took it off, this giant fucking necklace, and put it on Brad. I have a picture of Quavo putting it on Brad with Bad Bunny behind him going. Uh, and Bad Bunny wasn't laughing. He was reenacting falling out of a hammock. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was his idea of a photo bomb. And uh, but no, so so it's a great picture. And uh, and and then he just did his own thing. He talked to his, some guys. Ray Allen came in. They mixed it up. JB Smooth, you know. And uh, and then out on the court, I was like, Hey man, we didn't get a chance to say what up in the locker room. And I was like, But dude, I was like, Hey, if you see me in the post, that's my game. I'll hit you for threes. I was like, But uh, honestly, dude, let's just fucking let's just try to win because I got a lot of money on this game. It's like trying to make a joke, and he was just like. Just like went back to it, and I was like, "All right, man, good talk." So, uh, see you on the floor, baby. You know, just, and uh, and so at the very end of the game, uh, Sue Bird, um, who now has become a homie, just the shit. She was our coach, and she, uh, the end of the game got real close, and I ended up going in for the last few minutes. But before that, I was like, <coughs> Quavo had not come out, and I think he scored like thirty-seven points. He every year he's in the game, he's. I mean, he shoots every time, literally every time, and and scores a lot of points. And these guys love him. The NBA loves him. He does a lot for the game, I think. And but still, man, if you play basketball and you're on the court, like even if you go to 24 hour fitness every other month and you play games and you have a competitive nature inside you and you've played enough hoops to where you just understand the ebbs and flows of basketball and you know you're thinking basketball first, not just out to try to get a contract, like. You know, shit, man. I made a lot of passes. I took a charge on a WNBA player. And afterwards, I get up and she's like, 
She goes, really? A charge? I was like, hey, you're already in the league. I'm trying to get in. So, fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's no... Uh, hustle doesn't have an expiration date. And... Um, and she's like, did you just make that up or did you, did you have Omar write that for you? I was like, Omar. Hey. And, uh, and, uh, and so then, uh, then Hassan obviously jacked up threes at the end and he told me, he was like, I gotta, I'm, basically he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot when I get the chance. And that was crazy though because we were all like, Ray Allen is right fucking there. The all-time record holder for threes is right there. And Hassan's like, Patriot Act! And we're like, no! <laughs> but uh, but it was still a close game, which is all you want. Gring, 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 gring. Hey, guys, you guys know what time it is? It's time to get shaved. It is. It's time to talk about Manscaped. Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's a new year, new balls with our... It's a new year... Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. Okay. Listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked, but it's a new year, and then we're going to have new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best. Manscaped is the best in men. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming offering. Position. Position. <laughs> Hold on. Manscaped is the best in men's. <laughs> wow. Okay, hold on. Maybe I should leave all this in two hummocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and helping two million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Listen, Muggs, I know during uh, your COVID times, you must have let yourself go. I mean, how did you use Manscaped during all that COVIDness to try to keep yourself so fresh and so clean? Well, first, Omar, I'm glad you asked. I used the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof and has the skin safe trademark trimmer that will reduce nicks to your two best friends. Yeah, it's awesome. It's definitely included in the Perfect Package 3.0. It, that package has all the right tools to get the job done, including the crop preserver and anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why don't you put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Hey, oh, are you going to put a lady deodorant on your balls? <laughs> no, man. I'm going to hook up the crop preserver down there. And you might want to use the crop reviver. It's the ball toner spray. We all know 2020 was awful, especially for me. So make sure your boys are refreshed <laughs> and ready for the new beginnings of 2021. Yeah. Order your perfect package 3.0 and Manscaped will even throw in a shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort... The Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are the hands-down best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Janky20 at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Hey, Muggs, you think you use a skin-safe trimmer to shave your stubs? No, Dave, I think I'll use the skin-safe trimmer to shut the fuck up. Oh, come on, beer stubs. Don't act like that. <laughs> Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Janky20 at Ow! Manscaped.com. What is happening over there? That's 20% off. Fired. Oh, man, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use Janky20. Happy New Year to your balls. Adam, is there a uh, some sort of bittersweet aspect to your home city Getting a sports team again, but not being basketball, being hockey. Yeah, I think, well, it helps because we needed an arena for basketball to even 
be back into the uh, conversation um, of uh, s- sports in Seattle. So that helps a lot. Hockey's cool. Shit, man. The Sounders, when the Sonics left, became the it thing. Seattle's just a, a sports city, man. I mean, it's like Hawks, even the Mariners, when they're dog shit, man. People go. Football, obviously, is what it is. Uh, even when we were bad, it was people went. But now it's like truly the ticket in town and would be. Um, and uh, Seattle Storm games are packed. Uh, so it's, it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense that there's not a hoops team. But, um, you know, I'm interviewing Sean Kemp at his weed store on January 7th in Seattle. So we'll probably, I'm assuming that'll be one of the topics we get into. But it's going to happen if it's not in five years. I don't think it's going to be longer than five years. A buddy of mine works for the city. He was actually pretty instrumental in getting the hockey team. And the group that's doing it is dope. And it's Bruckheimer as a part of it. And a lot of these NBA guys like this group that's doing the hockey team. And, you know, everybody wants a team there. It's just about they're not going to expand uh, right now because of the TV money, but they need another city to do it. Uh, Kevin Garnett was talking publicly about um, buying the Timberwolves and moving them there. But fucking dumbass <laughs> said it publicly. So while they were negotiating, all of a sudden Minnesota was like, yeah, we're not selling it to you then. Like, <laughs> if you're going to just say, like, I can't wait to buy it and move it the fuck out. And they're like, yeah, about that. Uh, we're not giving it to you. So uh, that that was uh, was pulled out from under us. But hockey's cool. I didn't really watch it growing up. I like watching it live. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Um, the fights for it's like it's like the Kardashians. I don't watch. I don't sit down to watch that show on TV. But if I'm at Starbucks and you know Kim K and Caitlyn are getting into it, and she's like, "What do you mean I don't know about men? I used to have a cock." Like I'll probably stick around <laughs> and order a, 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 a croissant just to hear the rest of that conversation play out. So you're and, down with the crackers, huh? The Seattle crackers, uh, the Krakens, baby. <laughs> The Krakens. I don't like oh, your Kraken. tone of voice right now, Dave. Yeah, but, but it's the Krakens. So if they call it the Crack House, and before that, uh, the fans will be the Crackheads. Maybe you have you know, fucking crack pipe uh, giveaways. I don't know. There's so many promotional giveaway opportunities that I just I'm foaming yeah. at the mouth. I can't wait to rip my teeth out just to win a free chalupa. Well, Adam, you uh, you said that you're going to have uh, Sean Kemp, the Rain Man, as one of your the guests for about last night podcast. Yeah, how did you start that podcast, and how did how do we get Janky Town to the level of success that is about last night? It's great guess. I mean, find yourself a dwarf and go to dwarf dot com. Uh, I don't get paid to plug this site, but it's um, you can find friends, you can find lovers, you can find. Uh, just people to cast in your music video. Um, <laughs> no, Brad came to me. Brad Williams, great comic, my heterosexual life mate. Um, now a father, uh, which is crazy, um, but he's crushing that. And uh, he came to me and said, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, cool. I never really thought about doing that because I kept thinking, I think the blueprint with like Marin was really, when we started, I think it was maybe 2011. And so Damn. there weren't a ton really. And, uh, and uh, maybe 2012 even and and I just got this idea around my head that you have to do it by yourself and so when Brad was like we should do it together I was like well that sounds fun because I've done a handful of road gigs with him and we had a really good rapport and and not really thinking of needing guests just us I was like that sounds awesome we had a studio at John Lovett's Comedy Club 
when that was cool for a little bit before they started <laughs> having weird management and people were stealing money and and it was just you know Lovitz would come by every now and then and be like my comedy club's at a beach and then you're like all right uh, but but he's cool and um, and then you know we moved from there to uh, to to my uh, apartment which became really where the show got its legs and where you know we had just upgraded all our stuff and we started really getting into it we started. You know, uh, having people on like Melissa McCarthy and Bob Saget would come over. Sebastian came over. Uh, Paul Feig, uh, you know, and then I went and did Sandra Bullock. And then Brad meets Neil Patrick Harris, and we go to New York just to go to his mansion and do it. And I meet Jason Derulo doing a a piece on extra <laughs> to promote Mad TV. Get his number. We go to his mansion and do it in his recording studio. Wow. Um, have Tony Danza on, uh, you know, in New York. Susan Sarandon. So then we just start getting real active with with. Um, we're doing it, and we committed real hard to it for you know 500 episodes before Brad uh, split. But um, but it you know consistency is key. Brad and I at one point were doing like five or six a week and banking wow. them, and then we started releasing two a week. Wow, um, just to try to up engagement. But um, but it was fun, man. I mean, it it was a lot of work, you know, and 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 slowly just because of our personalities and the way we just did things a lot of the work was falling on me which I didn't mind at all because it was just like you just realize in a dynamic who likes to do what and who wants to do what oh trust and I me was like, I, I no understand problem. what uh, Adam's going through I know exactly <laughs> what you're going through Adam <laughs> yeah Adam Omar does all the work blurring the friendship business lines is a real thing I mean it definitely caused some some tips between uh, Brad and I to where I had to you know, put fucking put my hand on him and and put, I, you know just I would I would ta- duct duct tape him to a mini fridge and I was like fucking stay there until I tell you you can get up and uh, and um, no I mean we had so much fun it was re- I I do miss that a lot I miss the really miss the hang the hangs with him because now we just don't see each other as much we text uh, a, a fair amount which is great um, because you just can't be best friends with somebody for that long and see them that much and not and just go cold turkey on the communication but i missed that it was a hang we it was, it was our a hang. It, it, pre- it's also like therapeutic in a way i would imagine because that's kind of like what, what it is for us you know we get to just shoot the shit about what, what's been going on in our life for a week and it's, it's just yeah it's just a catch-up but it's very therapeutic for us yeah and um are you done, or can I can I talk again, Omar? Is that, oh Jesus my God, Christ, man! <laughs> Fucking Christ! Adam's Jesus. just roasting Omar today. Did not realize you, you had a guest on just to fuel your own. Yeah, man, it's therapy. I'll tell you about my show that you're on. I'm on your show. What else do I need to fucking know about it? No, okay. no, no. I'm just giving you shit, dude. I'm giving you shit. I actually, Omar, out of all the uh, back, out of all the backdrops, you have the best backdrop. Oh, like, do I? You're, Oh yeah, you do. I decorated my room. Um, what was it about ten years ago? And I had a little bit of money, oh, and cool. then I decorated it how I would have decorated my room when I was seventeen if I had money. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, and I yeah, love that. Yeah, exactly. Dude, look at me. I got a Ninja Turtles poster behind. Yeah, me. yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a pretty strong. Uh, that <laughs> is awesome. Poster, by the way. I got a thing of pens right behind me. I haven't used a pen since nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, <laughs> nice crushing with the pen joke no but you have great posters thanks the keyboard do you play music uh that's how my, my daughters play on that dude so good cool. on you man that is one my one of my um nieces they're uh, twins and one of them is getting really geeked out about the idea of playing piano and i think my mom is gonna get her a little something to start off with but that is a like 
you know, versus the drums versus, I don't know, the violin. Like, they, you, I, I can withstand to hear a little bit more pounding on the keys yeah. while you're learning. But, but also, it's less pounding. It's really like, it's just the slow... You got to deal with hot cross buns for a couple months, you yeah. know. Um, you got to do, but that's not jarring. No one's ever gone. Would you stop playing hot cross buns? Like it's not. It's not a. It doesn't enrage you like just pounding on a drum kit or squeaking on a violin. And also the, uh, the the key is headphones. You just get them these little kid headphones, and you're gold. You don't hear it at all. Can you Bluetooth like with the keyboard so they can only hear what they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. You could do that too. Wow. Yeah, man. Yep, Amazing. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so my mom got cool. me piano lessons. Yeah, I'll take it from here, Omar. But my mom got me <laughs> piano lessons when I was, I think I was nine. And my folks had just split and it was just, thanks for bringing it up, Omar. And I was with my mom and my sister. And my mom was like kind of dating this guy and he helped her get a piano. I think it must have been, this was like 90. They, they split in 91, and this was like 93, maybe. And this piano could not have cost more than $300 for a piano. Right. We're talking a piano. And quite honestly, probably split that in half. It probably was $150. This guy probably, I don't know how he, it could have been a buddy that was like, I got this bullshit piano. You take it off me, I'll fucking, who's that woman you're fucking with, single mom? Yeah, dude, just take it, man. Don't press the kid. Hey, you owe me one, though. You owe me one. So so my mom shows up with this piano, set it up. It's not tuned, and I don't think we just could afford to get it tuned. Yeah. And um, and so, but I still got some lessons, and I kept asking the guy who was teaching me, he's like, wanted to do scales, and, and I really learned piano, and I was like, I'm going to stop you right there, dude. Just teach me the Jurassic Park theme song so that when I go to school, there's a piano in the lunchroom. And I want to stand up, go to the piano during lunch, and serenade the ladies with... I'm only 12, but I hope I see some boobs. You know? Dude, that gets me wet. And so so that guy was like... Yeah, it's, I mean, I had a game plan and this guy was getting in the way. And I was like, hey, man, you don't live here. You don't get to tell me how to play my untuned piano. And he's like, well, actually, your mom hired me. And I was like, cool. I didn't want lessons. He's like, please, I'm trying to teach you fair. He's like, if you learn fairlies, you know, right, which I did. And it was cool. And I'm glad I did that. I don't fucking remember it now. I remember the Beverly Hills Cop theme more than I do Fair Lee's. Excellent. And um, yeah. yeah, and so, uh, but then he did teach me Jurassic Park. And then guess what? After that, quit. What? That's it? <laughs> Todd to me, mic drop. So it was just like, you know, uh, as I'm doing it, I was like, nah, 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 nah. and then you stood up and he was like, yeah, cool. He's like, well, you got it. He's like, all right, um, I think we're done. I was like, this was a great lesson, man. I think you and I are finally starting to see eye to eye. He's like, no, we're done, done. Like, I'm not coming back here. I was like, cool, man. You realize my dad left literally two months ago, so this is a little triggering with what you're doing right now. Maybe wait a beat. Maybe use a different type of wording with I'm leaving and not coming back. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, but so good on you, Omar. The, the, key, yeah. the keyboard is a, is a sweet instrument. Uh, thanks. Um, hey, um, I'm a little gun shy to ask you another question, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, please, fire away. Fire away. Um, but I'd like to get a little perspective on uh, your time in Australia and kind of like what they are doing right and what the hell are we doing wrong over here? Well, first of all, Adam, oh, did you have to wear the mask the whole 12-hour flight? No, so, uh, yes. No. Um, yes, we did. And it was, oh, wow. so the, 
the yeah, it was twelve to New Zealand and I think three, um, three Ugh, hours to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it was there's so poor. few flights. So I'm out. Hey, take that up with NBC. There's so few flights. Yeah, where's all that ER money that Noah Wiley kept spending? Yeah. Uh, no, it uh, drink drink four if you're playing the Noah Wiley game. Every time he's mentioned on this podcast, you chug uh truly, and so. Uh, uh, the mask thing was not that big of a deal. And also, people were taking them off here and there. Miles Teller was on my flight, and I interviewed him with the Mark Miles Sanchez man. At, the, <laughs> at the Super Bowl uh, when I was doing that uh, podcast with Mark Sanchez and then Showtime Sports slowly pushed me out. And they're like, hey, we're just going to do X's and O's. Enough of these hoo-hahs and ha-hoos. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, and then Mark fought for it, and then he was like, hey, man, it's either I do the show or I don't do it. I was like, well, don't not do it because you're great. But um, we got to go to the Super Bowl, interviewed Miles Teller, Pro Bowl, Sean Watson. We got a lot of cool people for the little run I was a part of it. And um, and Miles was doing promoting Top Gun, which is getting ready to come out now. Who knows when? So he sits down on the plane, and we kind of lock eyes. And he's like, and I was like, eh, and I remind him real quick, real quickly. So then we start chumming it up, and then everyone goes to sleep. Miles and I are still up. I get up. I'm walking by. I'm telling him. I'm like, he's like, what do you watch? I was like, man, this McMillions documentary about the Monopoly game is insane. And I was just getting heavy into it. And he's like, where are you going? The bathroom? I was like, yeah, I was going to get a cocktail too. And he's like, I'll join you. Gets up. Good 45 minutes later, we are just pounding vodka tonics and bloody, I mean, just everything. And the, the, the flight attendant at the front of the plane, there's enough space in this uh, business class area where it felt like a little bar. And she just kept bringing us drinks. And then Miles kind of stumbled into like the the flight attendant chair that made enough noise that it felt like any noise on a plane when everyone's chilled out is is daunting. So even him bumping into the chair, I thought that was the door that opened the whole plane. So oh, I was like, I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa. And, and then... uh and he was like, he's like, whoa. He's like, he's like, that was close. And then the stewardess came by and she's like, hey, guys, uh, maybe it's time to go back to your seats. And we're like, yeah, sorry. And, and then uh, she's like, yeah, people are starting to complain because everyone's trying to sleep and you guys are fucking getting hammered. And I was like, fair enough. And I, I was like, Miles, what would you want me to say to your uh, girl if you fell out of the plane? He's like, he's like, you know what? I probably just would have fallen out and been like, sorry about Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and so that made the flight a lot more tolerable. And then quarantined for two weeks. Walked into the room. Guy behind me, security on the floor. I was the last wow. guy to quarantine for the show, and he was on the floor, 24-hour security. You can order food to be delivered, some booze if you want. The Rocket sent me uh, some, some Terramana tequila, which I thought everybody got. And I was like uh, talking to a cast member. I was like, man, I was like, quarantine was rough. I was like, at least we got that tequila from, uh, from DJ, huh? He's like, what? I was like, oh, well... <laughs> Thank goodness we had that balcony to get some fresh air on, huh? He's like, you had a balcony? Oh, no! Okay! (laughs) Anyway, man, uh, well, uh, no no doubt that handjob machine in the shower helped pass the time. He's like, what room were you in? um, Australia sounds wild. (laughs) Yeah, wild, dude. But so I got through it. I had things to keep busy. I woke up early a lot to do voiceover gigs that were... You know, early in Australia time, um, uh, later uh, here in the states, and then want to be on a schedule too that I of going to bed uh, a decent time, getting up early, so I could also be out for a lot of the uh, day when people back in the states, not only for work purposes, but be able to chat with family and friends, and and then they got me a little exercise bike that looked like it was you know from the fifties, and and you know got some sweat out on that, and watched a lot of the election stuff because uh, I was down there from you know the what eighteenth of October through. 
uh, you know, mid-November, so I was there for all that and, and watched some documentaries. Uh, didn't really go through... I thought I was going to, like, get through all the Sopranos, get through all of Sex and the City again, um, get through, uh, you know, season two of Boy Meets World. I thought I was going to really just get through <laughs> all the classics. All the must-watch no TV, right? <laughs> I had no interest. And then I got out... And, you know, I didn't shoot for another 10 days after I got out. So I met all these uh, young comics and they one kid in particular, this kid named Zach, just got me on a bunch of shows, introduced me a bunch of other bookers. I was doing two to four shows a night for the next three weeks while I was there. So full wow. on comedy shows. Comedy no, shows, bars. I went to a rugby game. I went jet skiing. No social distancing. None of that. Just it's just life as normal as can be. No mask. People, I mean, even, you know, when I first took my first steps out of the hotel, it was just like, holy shit. And then people would kind of walk by, and I was kind of like a little like, hey, keep your distance. And two different Domino's delivery guys on bikes almost took me out. And and <laughs> after the second one, like, these guys are, they're reminiscent of the Wicked Witch on the bike. Like, they were going way too fast. I'm like, hey, man, you're on a bike. The pizza's, like, like I'm sure you've got some sort of a contraption that's keeping it warm. There's no need for you to be flying by people at 60 miles an hour on the sidewalk, you know? Uh, and uh, and so that definitely took me aback as far as adjusting to... You said you were there for you're filming something. What were you filming? So The Rock has a show coming out about his life called Young Rock for NBC, and I can't say who I'm playing. I think I might have Young told Rock? you, Dave. Did I? No, you didn't. No? Okay, good. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Young Rock, though. I, no, I'm playing his left nut. And that is that it's a big nut, but it's 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 the one that's got the most like personality. So it's like not a huge stretch. Um, I'll shave my head, and um, no, it's uh, about his life, and it's awesome. His, his family, his ties to the wrestling world with his pops, uh, being a big wrestler and growing up around that, kind of similar to the way Pauly Shore grew up around comedians with Mitzi um, uh, owning the club and. Uh, and then him going to university in Miami, it covers a lot of stuff. Every season you'll see is a couple different time periods, and uh, it's dope, man. And they're shooting the fuck out of it. I mean, it looks like a movie, and and uh, the cast rules. And uh, my part is pretty significant, only a little bit in the first season. But uh, knock on wood, if it keeps going, I should be around quite a bit because wow. it's a pretty instrumental part to uh, to DJ's uh, wrestling career. So um, yeah, man, and it's cool. I've gotten to be pretty chummy with him and he's just the man and and um you know a dude i mean like before i left i was like you got 10 minutes to you know because real available as far as like you need questions answered about you know uh the the part in the show and a 10 minute talk turned into almost a, a 90 minute chat wow and i was at the end of it well i was joking about us starting a podcast because we covered everything man and it was it was so cool i mean he's just got a comics mind and and is a great yes Andrew, but we talked about some heavy shit, talked about some real light stuff, and uh, he's just a great dude, man. He's crushing it on all cylinders, and 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 really one of the few people that is universally beloved. I feel like where there's something for everybody, whether it's kid movies, Jumanji stuff, Ballers for Adults, Tequila, you know, um, uh, Fast and Furious, uh, uh, fucking Moana. I mean, there's you know, Titan Games, just and now this show, which is a family show, but got a lot of comedy and a lot of heart and. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But if he's not, uh, I'm, I have like 18 different buddy cop, um, you know, uh, synopses just locked and loaded, waiting to shoot out of a T-shirt cannon onto the front <laughs> steps of his house. Um, where it's like, all right, it's me. And I'm this like ex-rabbi with a huge dick. 
and you're this like you know like up and coming cop who's looking to make a name for himself and you're like you know you're like you're afraid of me but anyway we see each other we like we scissor on the first night and then uh, we go catch this sandwich burglar named Omar Khan and he's a bad motherfucker man he's got this phenom keyboard kid who's taking over the world so how did it feel to uh, you know be so free and then come back to what's happening now in LA. How how devastating is that? Is there any kind of protocol that the US is doing that is even close to what Australia is doing? I'm sorry, Omar. I got to be honest. I just completely spaced out. Your questions. I know you come from a good place, dude, but it's something about the way you ask them really? that makes me tune the fuck out. Hey, Muggs, uh, go ahead and now uh, re-ask what I, what, I, what I asked Adam. No, no, no. Okay. Give it to me no? again. So okay. Omar, go for it. I was just asking you, how was it flying back to Los Angeles from Australia where you were so free and able to just do regular everyday things there and then come in back to L.A.? Does L.A. and the U.S., do they have any kind of protocols set in place like Australia? Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, L.A., we're not... I'm sorry, dude. Again, I just fucking was not paying Yo, I got to get me some more yeah. of these cans because Adam is stoned. Uh, no, I... Um, Omar, look, I think to answer your question, uh, yeah, dude, I voted. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think it's important to have your voice heard. And I think that... Uh, no, man, look, LA, it's coming back to the States from... There was a dick tease being over there. It was definitely like awesome and i soaked it up and i tried that's why i also tried to be out as much as possible once i got out of quarantine because i wanted to experience that because coming back here and look man yeah you you everyone's adjusting to uh uh to not being able to like go to bars or go um or just you know, to eat at a restaurant out. yes like those simple pleasures yeah. are yeah man it sucks to not have that but you know you find your ways around it but harlan williams and i were uh chatting last night and and i realized i hadn't seen him in you know since probably well you know since march or whatever yeah and, and we chatted a few times since then but we both kind of got like really sentimental about not hanging and then started to try to softly plan some things and we're just like ah uh, you know what we'll see let's just kind of feel it out and and it, it, it bummed me out yeah um, <laughs> and and doing this stuff helps to see people and joke around but there is just a different energy when you're live in the flesh man so yeah totally um, we'll we'll see do you know anybody close to you, Adam, that uh, has contracted the virus? Yes, comics who've gotten it, and unfortunately, you know, friends with parents who've uh, gotten it and not uh, not not made it out. Oh and, man! Oof. So that sucks uh, a lot. But does that uh, know, does any of this like uh, go into consideration when you think about booking shows? Like you're you're literally working right now, right? Like you're going on on. Uh, I'm gonna go to Vegas this weekend, shows. and then I'm gonna go to uh, Arizona to do a few shows, and I've done. You know, I did when things hit. I did a few cities: Minnesota, Arizona, Utah, that really had their shit under control. And Vegas, like they're masking the crowd, which is great. It's only fifty people in the audience. They give yeah. you the option of a plexiglass on stage if you want that. Oh wow! Um, but uh, it's a roll of the dice, I think. But I, I, people are doing it still. And people want to come out, and I'm going to be as safe as I can, and 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 that's that. But I'm not doing every weekend. I'm doing a couple shows at Stand Up Live on Christmas Day in Arizona, and then uh, and then probably shut it down for for a little bit until I think I go to Austin in March and, and 
Yeah, does that make crowd work that much harder? Because you just released an album. Uh, uh, what's your your comedy album that you just oh, released? It's called, it's called uh, well, let's let Omar take this because I feel like he's staring at something. <laughs> it's called um, <laughs> Adam Ray, I'll Wikipedia Take It From page. Here, the crowd work album. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all crowd work. It's, uh, and it's, um, you know, I do it in my, when I'm on the road, in any set, 10, 15 hour you know, if I'm when I'm headlining, I'll do an hour, fifteen hour, twenty, and I'd say fifteen or twenty of that throughout the hour is crowd work, and that's something I just think like I've gotten pretty good at it. As far as listening, which is a big part of it, and Harland, who I used to open for, was a master at that, still is, and and just getting to a point where you trust yourself to be able to uh, handle anything. And I've had a lot of shit go wrong, and then <laughs> learn from that, and then just keep doing it, and you just get to a point to where you're like, man, I can really handle any heckler or any. You know, and now I what I do is I kill it with kindness and then keep the audience on my side and, and if I need to lay down the hammer. But I had a lot of shit that was, you know, nicely recorded in the past uh, year and I was able to get all that together, string it together. And, and that's what the album is. It's all uh, crowd work. But every track, there's like 37 tracks because... And it's just a little, about an hour, 10 minutes, I think the whole album, but... It's very funny, and it's, uh, I, I listened to about 90% of it, and it's edited so well, because you really feel like, you know, it's one cohesive piece, and okay. um, it, the, the Adam really hit it on the head, is that he attacks people, but in a very likable way. Like, you know, sometimes Brad Garrett goes after people, but man, you're, as an audience member, you're scared because you don't want him to kind of rag on you. Uh, in Adam's case, you kind of want to kind of engage Adam because it's going to be fun. It, it's very entertaining all the way through, man. It, it, it's a great record. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it, man. That's yeah. uh, the first nice thing you've said all podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm going to take that compliment to heart. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, it's wherever you can get it. It's available everywhere. And um, yeah, it's awesome. It's a good, you know, again, trying to put out some stuff during these times. And uh, and that's uh, it's an easy listen. So put it on while you're taking a bath or you're, you know, playing with your. I don't know. Whatever you're doing uh, downtime, just put it on the background and uh, you can start it from anywhere. Adam, having the having the uh, character acting resume such as yourself, um, where do you see the final fate of cinema going next year after corona is all settled down because we already see you know movie theaters shutting down i just want to get your take on that yeah i appreciate that um, why is dave wait, laughing wait, wait a minute you're giving me shit for my questions and you adam um you know uh the ping pong industry is really taking a hit during COVID. okay adam doesn't want do to be my interest i love ping pong you're about to say anything negative about table tennis fuck you you don't make a living from table tennis adam you make a living from from acting how dare you how dare you jesus man see this is this is after coming in with this fucking half glass full negative like you're never gonna make it in ping pong trust me i tried got any sweatpants that's my catchphrase uh hey i how are we on time i do you guys do two hours because i i do have uh I'm a voice on this cartoon called Doug Unplugs yeah. on Apple TV where I do a this fucking little uh, kid like, hey, hey safety first. It's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, uh -huh. like the safety robot on this kid show. Yeah. Uh, Omar, how old is your daughter? Uh, my daughter is uh, six and eight. I have two daughters, six and eight. Oh, dude, I think this show is right up their alley. So what is it called? Get them into it. 
It's called Doug Unplugged. Doug Unplugged. Okay. TV. Okay. Or if you have Netflix, watch She-Ra. I am She-Ra's sidekick, talking horse, Swiftwind. Okay. And little <laughs> girls are obsessed with She-Ra. Oh, okay. I'll, little I'll girls turn them on to that. and uh, and doppelgangers who look like uh, uh, they are uh, they've uh, let themselves go. <laughs> No, you look good, Johnny. You look good. You got you. Got, you guys actually all look good. I feel like this Thank is you. uh, you've been figuring out the uh, the pandemic routine as far as uh, you know exercise and, and snacks. Well, my my case, uh, COVID, you know, dropped ten del- ten lbs off off me. So that, good for I you. Be- but see, that's why I said that, man. You're looking svelte in the face. <laughs> good for you. You are. Um, you. I, ha- I mean, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be on it like pretty. Okay. Pretty We're good, here. dude. Uh, all right. We, well, let's just wrap it, it Yeah. Can we? Is that all right? Yeah. We've done dude, an hour. Yeah, we, yeah we've done oh, an hour, dude. We're good, man. We're yeah, good. And dude, yeah. By the way, thank you so right, much, man. Easy, we Omar. appreciate it. <laughs> you know, no, you know what, Omar? I, don't, I wanted to stop you because you're like, yeah, man, we've done an hour. No. Wrap it up, dude. We were good after 10 minutes. You know what, dude? <laughs> what I do, Fuck, dude. man? <laughs> you're trying to build rapport. Dave was like, how do we grow the show? Oh, I don't know. Cut the attitude in half. For right. starters. My apologies, man. I'm so sorry. No, man. The damage has been done. Oh, man. Hey, Adam, All right, what was your co-host? last question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. All right. What was your last question? Oh, you question? want to wrap what it up? Guys? Yeah. Close it out. Oh, yeah. I Before my uh, movie theater question, you were going to say something. Who? Oh. <laughs> I was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you were going to wrap it up, actually. Oh, was I? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Adam. Professional. It was great having you, man. And, uh, you know, if all, <laughs> our, awesome. uh, all our listeners, if they want to catch you on the social media, it's Adam Ray Comedy. And uh, make sure you yep. check out the About Last Night podcast. It's amazing. Uh, and Thanks, uh, by the way, thank you for that. I actually started listening to it uh, during quarantine. And he has so many diverse guests on it. It's it's never like a one-trick pony. It's always so yeah. so different different man uh, he had henry winkler Thanks, on and he turned me on to this like youtuber what was that youtuber's name she was a comedian and she was like paralyzed oh, for Nicole 10 years Arbor. yeah it yeah, was a dude Arbor. that was yeah. a super interesting episode man yeah so i, I really cool. did enjoy Thanks, it. yeah yeah for sure so yeah we try to mix it up man again from like goo goo dolls to sue bird to fucking sean kemp to uh you know um just had freddie prince jr and sal Volcano yesterday tonight i'm interviewing jeff scott who's been at uh, the keyboard player at the comedy store for the past 25 years oh, wow. so um, yeah, man, so try to mix it up, keep yeah. it fresh. People awesome, that, dude. that interest me, you know. Well, yeah, dude, and Adam does a great Doctor Phil, by the way. Well, Thanks you know, if them. I were to assess your <laughs> podcasting skills, Omar, yeah. I'd say a couple things. Okay, is first of all, you know, don't have a, an instrument in your room if you're not going to play it. Okay, that is the ultimate dick tease. Okay, because oh, you look like a guy. You like the guy in college who has a guitar in his dorm room. Okay, but doesn't know how to play it. Chicks come over, all right, with their fingers uh, already moist. Okay, looking to have some fun, looking to looking to pleasure you, and you can't even play two chords on that goddamn instrument. What you need to do, okay, is start maybe brushing your teeth, okay, two times a day, put up more posters on your wall to distract from the fact that you are challenged musically, you, you dumb fuck. We'll be right back. You know. uh, thanks, Adam. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, buddy. If erection lasts longer than six days, please consult a physician. <laughs> Leave that uh, one. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that, Muggs. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, interview with Adam Ray. Super, super good guy, man. Follow him on all the socials. Adam Ray Comedy about last night podcast and listen to his records. Um, we caught wind of uh, some people on social media being hateful to others on uh, on the socials, and we just want to let it be known that 
we do not in any way condone any kind of hurtful speech towards another person on social media. You guys might think they're on a podcast, they could take it or whatever. Hey, hurtful words, they cut deep and they're uncalled for. So stop it. Be a, be a better person. Don't be a dick and don't be hateful. Yeah, guys, like, I mean, we have fun making fun of each other, but it's all out of love. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes we just get too personal, like online, especially like, it's just not cool. So let's not do that. Unless It'll you're cool. like that bitch, Geometric Bananas, Rachel, and that bitch <laughs> Kelly, because fuck them, right? <laughs> Wanted me to watch this, some bullshit chess show? Go to hell. That's okay, right, guys? <laughs> no, fuck no, that's not okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. We love you. <laughs> but come on, dude. Keep it chill on the social medias, and please do not hashtag Jangsta for life on any of that action. Unless it's against mugs, then we're cool with that. <laughs> Your host of Janky Town are Dave the King of Mexico, Johnny Beer Mug, and me, DJ Omar Khan. Thank you so much for listening. Janky Town is a janky production, recorded, engineered, produced by Omar Khan. If you would like your own podcast produced by Omar Khan, please feel free to contact him at djomarkhan at gmail.com. And if you ever need a DJ for a wedding, anniversary, birthday party, no matter what occasion, please visit djomarkhan.com for the the best in high-end DJ services.